Well, good morning, everyone. How are you today? Good to be in the house of the Lord. Great to see everyone. I'm uh, uh, just really thankful uh, to have so many, uh, 19 students going to camp and 18 headed overseas. What a great week it's going to be. And uh, thank you for the prayers. I would just ask, I, I covet your prayers over the next couple of weeks. Campers are gone all this week. We leave at the end of the week and we're headed off uh, to, to Mexico for the following week and we just covet your prayers. Uh, continue to pray over us if you would. As the Lord brings us to your mind and your memory, uh, just pray uh, for us. And uh, I, before I dive into the word today, uh, just really want to draw your attention to a, a super event uh, it's more than just an event. It's an incredible opportunity uh, that we as a church are going to partake in in just a, a number of weeks. Uh, on August 8th, uh, we are going to be giving the opportunity for people to follow in the Lord's footsteps, to follow his command, and to be baptized. I cannot wait to dunk some people. No, I'm just kidding. I can't wait uh, to experience that moment, we weren't able to really have that this past summer, and so this summer, we look forward. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you have chosen to follow him, if you've never been baptized, we would love the honor to be a part of that journey with you. The Bible is very clear that if those who follow the Lord would walk in the waters of baptism, uh, he gives a, a pretty incredible picture. He himself was baptized. Everywhere in the New Testament, when it talks about baptism, people were immersed in water. And uh, we would love to allow you, to give you the opportunity to walk in that on August 8th. You'll hear more about that over the next few weeks. If you're watching online and would like to sign up for that, you can do that. There's a code there. If you're here, you can fill out one of our Connect cards. Let us know. Even if you're looking for information, we'd love to be a part of that with you. You. Over the next few weeks, we'll be talking a little bit more in depth about what it means to be baptized. How many of you in this room have been water baptized? Come on, let me see your hands. Wow, that's awesome. What an incredible, incredible moment that that was for you in your walk. We would invite everyone who is watching, listening, or you're here today to follow the Lord in the waters of baptism. Uh, today, as we look into the Word, uh, this morning I'm excited to bring a second message in this title uh, of this series, this first summer series titled Guardrails. And guardrails are a very, very uh, important thing in our lives. Last week, we dove into the opening, and I've got some things I'd like to share a little bit about last week that we heard. We heard an incredible, incredible message from Pastor Brian Pruitt. How many of you enjoyed last Sunday's message on guardrails? To direct and protect and correct, boy, it was so, so good. 
And uh, as we begin to spring a little bit off of this concept of guardrails, this is a series really based on Anley Stanley's uh, teaching on guardrails. And when we were looking at this and said, wow, we have just got to present, this is so good, let's take a part of our summer and dive in as a team what it means to set up guardrails in our hearts and in our lives. And so we want to do that today. We want to dive in. I want you to see today we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to guard our proximity. And uh, in our proximity, I don't think that, that ever in history were we more aware of our proximity and who was in our proximity as we have been over the last year and a half. We had to, we were, you know, we were kind of uh, trained to guard our proximity, guard who was kind of close to us. For, for a year, we, when we weren't even able to meet, and then when we were, we even had, had the sections uh, kind of taped off and rows taped off just so we could guard our proximity. And the word is very clear about guarding our proximity in some pretty unique areas. Uh, scripture tells us there's two verses that we're going to focus on. That is Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20, and also Luke chapter 7, verse 35. Uh, these two verses really give us a, a clear picture, I believe, of what the Lord is wanting to stir in our hearts, or maybe direct and protect and correct some things in our lives as it has to do with guardrails. In a specific area this morning, in the guardrails uh, within our lives of those who are around us, the people in our lives. Before we dive in, let's take a look at these two verses. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. A companion of fools suffers harm. Take a look at that. Walk with the wise and you will become wise. A companion of fools suffers harm. Then Jesus said in Luke 7, 35, he said, wisdom is proved right by all of her children. Wisdom is proved right by all of her children. A system designed really to protect us is what a guardrail is. A guardrail is a system designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limits areas. Last, last week, Pastor Brian really set the stage well for us as we talk about guardrails as they protect us. If you remember, if you weren't here, I encourage you to go back and listen to that message. Guardrails are usually constructed in safe zones, in areas that keep us from straying into a danger zone. If you see a, a cliff, there's guardrails around there to keep our cars from going off the cliff. Or there's uh, signage that can be used to protect. Hey, be careful. Uh, there, this is you know. There's an electric fence here. Be careful. There's all of these things. We 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 want to understand that there's many guardrails in life. We see signs. We have protective gear in our vehicles. We have personal protective equipment that praise the Lord. We don't have to wear anymore. Can 
I get an amen? amen? Come on. A guardrail is a system designed to keep us safe, designed to minimize our, the damage when we do kind of stray. We don't want to. We want to put those guardrails in place so that that doesn't take place. We live in a culture that really doesn't encourage guardrails. We live in a culture that more deals with painted lines and, and, and that might even be blurred or easily crossed over. In fact, the culture that we live in really makes fun of guardrails. And they, they not only make fun of them, and then they make fun of those who somehow find themselves in a pit, somehow find themselves in a ditch when they've run off the road, and there they are in the ditch, there they are in that moment, whether it is physically, whether it's morally, whether it's relationally, whether it's in business, uh, all of a sudden, the world, which laughs at the guardrails that we might want to put up and protect, all of a sudden, in the same way, mock those who somehow go off the rails. It's an incredible, incredible picture, as it were, in, for you and I as we kind of take a look at the relationships that we have in our lives. In this room, there are very young, young people. There are very young, older people. You like what I did there? See what I did there? As we understand Wherever we are in life, today, I want to talk to you about a very important guardrail that you and I need to seek after. We need to put it in place in our lives. We need to make sure that when we guard the proximity of our hearts and our lives, guard our heart from those that we allow in our lives. I want to specifically talk to you today about those in relationship with us. It could be our friends, it could be our associates, those that we let into our proximity have direct effect on our lives. Friends, I want you to see this. Friends still influence the direction and the quality of our lives. It doesn't change when we get older. It doesn't change just as, as we grow up. Come on, how many of you have ever met someone that you wished you'd never met? Maybe you have a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter who have met someone that you wish they'd never met. There's a correlation, a very direct correlation about those we've met and sometimes deals with or encapsulates our greatest regrets. Who we run with, play with, work with is those that we have met. And many times it's in those relationships that, that we experience regret. I don't know about you, but I know for me, some of my greatest achievements in life are because of those that I chose to be around. Some of my greatest achievements are because of those I chose to put around me. And in the same token, some of my greatest failures are because of those that I chose to put around me. With your regrets, you can probably say with me, 
If you can think of any regrets in your heart or your life, you probably would echo these words. If I would have known then what I know now, I never would have done that. If I knew then what I know now, I never would have been there. Come on, anybody else? I would have not. If I would have only known, I didn't realize what it would cost me. There's a difference between being judgmental and being a, in good judgment. Being judgmental or having good judgment. Judgmental is when we draw a critical or harsh conclusion about someone else. Being judgmental is drawing a conclusion that might be harsh about someone else. And because of that conclusion, our heart is that we expect them to change. This is very different. We are talking today not about being judgmental, but about having good judgment. Look at what good judgment is. Good judgment is drawing conclusions about ourselves based on wisdom from both past and present and even future. When we choose to guard our proximity, it is not a judgment of others. It is good judgment knowing ourselves. Knowing my own heart, knowing my own ability, I understand and know who I am. And because of that, I need to set up guardrails and protect who I allow to speak into my life. I don't know about you, when I was a kid, my parents were fanatical about guarding who I spent time with. Anybody else? You cannot go over to so-and-so's house. Or... We don't know them. If we don't know them, you can't go there. My parents, I mean, and, and yours, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I mean, they, they, they would have, you know, I, I believe with all of my heart, they would have even arranged marriage if they could have, you know, in our society. We want you to do this, right? Don't worry, Tony, they would have picked you all day, every day. Come on, they would have picked you. With Tony Lee, without Tony Lee. With, right? Come on. Experiencing and understanding those relationships is key. Yours did it too. Come on, how many of your parents guarded some of your relationships? They did it. And, and we always said, why? Why are you like this? And then we became parents ourselves. And we did the very same thing. Even more. Why? Why did we do that? Because we remember our friends. We remember who we hung around, who they were trying to protect. So because of that, man, we're setting up guardrails over our kids. And, and there's this incredibly heightened ability for parents today because you have this incredible intelligence system that you get to tap into that my parents didn't get to tap into. And that is called Facebook, Instagram. You get to watch your kids' lives. And you want to know what parents do? I'm sorry if there's any students in the room. They don't even watch yours. They want to check out all your friends' Facebook pages and all of the things that they have. They're checking it out to protect you, to keep you protected. We know. We know. I don't know if you know, I know, that friends talked me into doing things that I would have never even thought of doing on my own. I found myself in some pretty crazy circumstances because of some friends who thought it would be a great idea to build a ramp 
and jump over this huge ravine. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I have scars on my left ankle still from that moment. We do things or might even be talked into doing things that we would never, ever talk about or even think about because we know our friends, our associates, the people that we allow in our life, they directly affect the direction and the quality of our lives. It's still true today. Water seeks its own level. Let me show you two incredible quotes that that I have have loved. They're not mine. Uh, These are quotes that I have held on to for years. I have heard them over and over again. One of them is, Show me your friends, show me your associates, show me those who you hang out with, and I will show you your future. The other one is friends are like the buttons on an elevator. They will either take you up or they will take you down. They will either take you what? Up or they will take you... Let me illustrate this really quickly. Zion. Did he go out? Shiloh. Who else? Who can I? He just left. Well, we're going to plan A. Aiden, come on up here, my man. Plan B. Aiden, come on up here, my man. Give Aiden a big hand. Aiden, I need you to run right over there around the corner and grab that chair for me. You see it right around the corner there. Bring it up here. Aiden's going with us on our missions trip. Aiden is headed off to, oh, yeah, there he is. Come on up here, dude. we'll, We'll use both of you. Come on up. I need you. Give him a big hand. Put it right down there. I want you guys to stand on either side of this chair. You didn't know this was happening, did you, buddy? Good thing you came to church today. So we got two young men here, and uh, they're standing on either side of this chair. This chair is just kind of in a moment, I'm going to stand on it. And as I stand on it, I want to just show you the power of relationship as it relates to this this chair. And these two young men, uh, as they stand there... I. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm taller than both of you, but maybe not for long. But now I'm going to be really taller than both of you. See these two guys right here? Here's what I'm going to do. How many of you think that I have the power to lift both of these off of the floor? Ye of little faith. Ye of little faith. When I pull, you guys jump. Okay, so. (laughs) I am going to take their hands, and we are going to, in a moment, I'm going to lift you up. Now, here I am in this scene, taking these two young men and trying to. Okay, you guys were all right. Here I am in a relationship, understanding that I'm going to hang out with these two guys. They're pretty cool. I would love to hang out with both of them. They're awesome guys. I would love to hang out with them. 
Maybe they're not really following the Lord or they're, they're really not kind of the, the people that I should hang around with. You guys are not like that, right? No, no, good guys. But what I do is I try to hang around them and I figure, hey, I'm going to pull them up. I'm going to help them out. I'm going to lift them up. Now, I want you guys to do something for me. I want you guys to pull me down. How many of you think they can pull me down off of this chair? All right, let's see it, fellas. What do you got? Hey, be careful. There's a ledge there. (laughs) Come on, try that again. Oh. Give these guys a big hand. As we walk through life, let me tell you something. As we choose people to hang around with, and, and we say, man, this is, you know, they're great, they're fun, and, and, and you know what, I'll, I'll hang out with them, but, but I won't be like them. I'll hang out with them, and I'll, I'll just kind of try to hold up my guard while I'm with them. I want you to know it's very difficult to try to raise them up. How many of you saw how easy it was, however, for them to pull me down? Give them a huge hand. Thank you, guys. Take hey. what a picture. I want you to know, it probably didn't take two to pull me down. One of them would have been able to pull me down. No problem at all. The things that make friendships wonderful are the very things that make them dangerous. With our friends, those people in our lives, the people we hang out with, sometimes it can even be family members. We, we get with them, and it's in those moments, in the familiar, that we can let our guard down. We can drop our guard. We can kind of rest in the fact and the, the, that we know them, and so all of a sudden we do that. Or because there's a deep-seated area in all of our hearts and our lives, one of the things that we crave, there are nine felt needs for every single human being that is walking this planet. One of them is ex- Acceptance. Every single one of us is searching for acceptance. We want to be accepted. We want to have a place to belong. We want to feel like we are a part of a family, of a home. That's why it's so incredible to be a part of a church. That's why it's so incredible to be a part of the family of God. That's why it's so incredible as we walk with the Lord and, and connect with him that incredible things begin to take place in our lives. And when we surround ourselves in our proximity with people who love the Lord, who want more of God in their lives, when we allow those people to to be around us, guess what it does? It raises our level. If you want to be a great leader, find some great leaders and get around them. If you want to find some great businessmen and you want to be a great businessman, find some great business people and let them rub off on you. Let them be that inspiration. But if we continually be and connect and set the bar low, all of a sudden it's very easy for our water level to drop. We must continue to move forward in the Lord. I don't know about you, but if you can think back to your greatest regret, were you with an enemy or were you with a friend? The very things that makes friendships and relationships so marvelous many times can be the very thing that causes it to be very hazardous. A study was done at Northwestern University. 
a study that was done on decision-making. For over a decade, people were studied in the decisions that they made, and what they did is they put people in the company of other people. Listen to this. From Moran Cerf, listen to this result. This is what he wrote. The more we study engagement, we see time and again that just being next to a certain people actually being next to certain people actually aligns your brain waves with theirs. If people want to maximize happiness and minimize stress, they should build a life that requires fewer decisions by surrounding themselves with people who embody the traits that they prefer. Over time, they'll naturally pick up those desirable attitudes and behaviors. Isn't that something? Isn't it something that a study from Northwestern here confirms the word of God in Proverbs? If you want to be wise, you will be with. Walk with the wise and become wise. A company of fools suffers harm. Walk with the wise and become wise. Wisdom is contagious. It rubs off. Do life with the wise. Do life with those who have traits that you want to acquire and be like. Today's decisions are directly connected to tomorrow's outcomes. Everything that we do today affects tomorrow. You've heard it several times. Everything affects everything. Every area of our life affects every other area of our life. And so because of that, we understand. And he goes on, he says, a companion of fools suffers harm. A fool knows, literally, a, a fool knows what's right, but doesn't care. In fact, it says they are careless. It doesn't say that the command, the, those who hang out with a fool, it doesn't say that they'll become a fool. Did you notice that? If you hang out with the wise, you'll become wise. If you hang out with fools, you will experience harm. doesn't say you'll become a fool. You'll be, experience harm. You want to know why? Because the shrapnel of their poor decisions will eventually hit you. They will hurt you. They will bring you down. They will destroy you. Listen, those who aren't careful with their own lives won't be careful with your life, your health, your body, your marriage, your money, your reputation, your faith, your future. Friends who don't take care of themselves are not going to look out for you. Here's the truth in the matter. Friends who lie and cheat feel better if you lie and cheat. Friends who don't care about their marriages won't look out for your marriage. Friends who are irresponsible with their finances will be irresponsible with yours. Friends who don't mind abusing their bodies actually won't mind if you abuse yours. Friends who cheat will feel better about themselves if you cheat too. Friends who break the law won't confront you about breaking the law. 
something happens inside of us when we begin to set up guardrails and protections about the people that we work with, play with, hang out with. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's very hard, especially as we all know, when it might even be a family member. It might be a loved one that we all of a sudden now. Now, some of you, some of you I know, in this, you're like, oh, no, that's easy. I haven't seen uncle so-and-so, and I Listen, again, this is not about being judgmental. This is about you and I having good judgment in our heart to place some boundaries in our lives, to allow the proximity of our heart to be only steered by those things that we desire. Our friends still determine the direction and the quality of our lives. Jesus punctuated this. He punctuated this moment in Luke chapter 7, verse 35. He says this, Wisdom is proved right by all of her children. In other words, friends, time will tell. Setting relational guardrails in your life is not a lack of concern or care for someone else. Let me say that again. Setting relational guardrails in your life is not a lack of concern or love or care or concern for the other person. It is an understanding that one day those people are going to need you. And if you do set those guardrails, you will be in a position where wisdom has attached itself to your life and you will be a blessing to them. They do. And it will establish some guardrails. You'll either be glad you did or you'll end up wishing that you had. Establish some guardrails. You'll either be glad you did or you'll end up wishing that you had. Perhaps you're here today or you're listening and you already wish that you had set up some guardrails in some of these areas in your life. When it comes to relationships with friends and associates and people and those that are in our family and homes, uh, sometimes we find it difficult with those guardrails that we place. And understanding, even in the, the simple analogy that I shared here moments ago, uh, it's much easier to be pulled down than it is to pull others up. And so we must guard the proximity of our heart. One of the ways that we can do that is to allow people in our lives who lift us up, who encourage us, who build us up, and, and, and those people who have joy. How many of you know someone who's just always happy? And because you're not happy, it kind of bugs you a little bit. Why are they always happy? Maybe you're the person that is always happy, and people are saying that about you. I pray that so. I, I pray that the joy of the Lord has filled your heart and your mind and your soul, and you walk and you go to work, and you walk in, and you're the one everyone's talking about. You're the one they go, man, why is he so happy all the time? Because you have guarded your proximity. You haven't allowed the joy suckers of this world. Come on, how many of you know there's a few out there who will try to bring you down. They will try to pull you down. They will try to 
And if we allow that, we allow them into our lives, if we allow those moments to take place, listen, I understand it's very difficult in the day and age that we live in, in the climate that we live in, in the world that we live in. Uh, I'm telling you, it's not hard to find bad news today. It's not hard to be pulled down and weighted down by the events of this world. There is no time like today that the people of God decide, I'm going to set up some guardrails in my life. I'm going to protect my joy. I'm going to protect my happiness, which doesn't come from the things of this world. It comes from the King of heaven. And let that joy flood our hearts. Let that joy flood our soul. Let that joy begin to permeate to your children and your children's children and allow today for the guardrails to be set up around your home. Put up the parameters. Put up the parameters of your heart. Put up the parameters around your heart. Let it direct you. Let it protect you. Let it do a little correct you if it needs to. But today, Lord, guard our hearts with the people that we allow ourselves to hang out, connect with, build relationship. Make sure that you choose wisely who it is that you connect with. Right now, I'd like to ask if Pastor Leon would come and band whoever you have, Pastor Leon, that is set to play with you. I just want to, in this moment, close with a couple of thoughts for you. We need to guard our proximity. Real open and honest time right here, right now. No one's got their heads bowed. We're just going to be honest before each other and before the Lord. Can we do that? How many of you in this room have experienced the heaviness of a relationship, of a connection? You've experienced the hurt and the pain of, a, of, of someone who is close to your heart or to your life. Can I see your hands? Let's don't be, we, we all understand. We know it happens. Maybe you raised your hand because you've been hurt by someone, but if we were really honest, maybe we need to ask the question and go a little bit deeper. Am I the one who causes pain in other people's life? Am I the one who, man, people have to, protect themselves from or, or guard their hearts or guard their time? Can we just be real honest about that for a moment in our own hearts and lives? <laughs> I won't ask you to raise your hand. But the Lord sees exactly what's happening in you. He sees the heart that you have. He sees the joy or the lack of joy that you have. And many times it has to do with the fact of the proximity that we have allowed others to have a foothold in our lives. We have allowed someone else to steal our joy. We've allowed someone else to be that weight or that heaviness. And sometimes it can't be helped. Sometimes we're in a position and a place where that cannot be helped, but today we are in this service. Today we are in this moment, and before the Lord, we're going to ask him today to help us guard our hearts and our proximity 
to use us in an incredible way as we set up guardrails in our lives. So today, right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, if that's you here today, I I got a couple of things I just want to share and speak over you. If you're here today and you're hurting, if you're here today and you have a lack of joy, maybe you even have a lack of hope, you're here today in this church service and you came because you were looking for something. Maybe you're dry and you're empty inside. Maybe the things of this world have just continued to beat you down and the waves keep crashing on the sides of your boat and it's just been very difficult in this life. I want you to know that there is hope for you. There is joy that passes all understanding and it doesn't come from our human effort. It only comes when we let go of our human effort and we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And when we do that, when we allow Him not only to be the Savior of our life, listen to this, when we allow Him to be the Lord of our life, why don't we let Him be the closest proximity of our heart today. Lord, I want you to have the closest and the most access to my heart, my life, my joy, my comes from you, and I I need that in my life today. In this moment, I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to do that in your heart and in your life. If you find yourself weighted down this morning, if you find yourself in a situation, I don't know what it is, but I feel like the Lord really wants you to hear that there is hope for you. You are not hopeless. If you turn in this moment and allow God to have that proximity, I believe with all my heart, he wants to come in like a flood. The Bible says like a wave that he would come crashing into your life. Everyone with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you're in this place today and you say, Pastor Kurt, first of all, would you pray for me this morning? I need him to be in proximity of my heart again. I need that joy. I need that hope again in my life. I just want to pray for you. No one looking around between you and the Lord. If that's you, come on. Would you just lift your hand before him right now? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. I need that. Come on, that's awesome. God is moving on your heart. He's speaking to you right now. He is drawing you. He wants to direct you. He wants to protect you. He wants to correct in this moment. And we're going to make a simple correction and allow him to be the Lord and the closest one to our hearts. In Jesus' name name. Father, I come to you right now. And Lord, I close this moment in prayer. Father, there are those right now with their hands raised. They may need a touch of joy. They need hope in their heart. They need peace that passes understanding. God, I pray that your proximity in this moment would be so close to them. God, that you would fill their heart with joy. You would fill their heart with contentment. Lord, I pray that your spirit would move mightily upon them. Father, I pray in this moment as they turn their focus, their heart towards you, that Lord, you would meet them in this moment today. Father, I pray that you would be the joy 
of their life. I pray that you would be the joy of each and every one of us. God, I pray that every one of us, whether from the youngest to the oldest in this moment, we understand that those that we allow in our lives are life and death. So today, oh God, we set up guardrails and we ask you, Lord, to protect our hearts from anyone who would try to do harm to us. Your word says, Lord, that it becomes harm. Father, we want to stay far from harm. Keep us, protect us, walk with us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone here together said, amen, amen. Isn't God good today? Can we just give the Lord praise together today? Come on, I pray that this word, pray that this word will really, just this whole series, last week, this week, um, understanding, Maybe you already wished you had set up some guardrails. Pastor Naomi uh, will pick up right there next week and bring an incredible, incredible word. But today, before you go, I just want to turn our focus this morning. And uh, at this time, I'm going to invite and ask uh, Pastor Leon if he would just uh, be able to slip away while the band is playing and just join me up here. We'd like to have a conversation with you about a journey that we have been on now for, for many, many months. We've really walked through some difficult days in this uh, pandemic. And uh, as we've walked through those days, it's been uh, very interesting. Probably some of the, the most crazy days in in uh, the history of at least our lifetime, walking through what's kind of been taking place over the last year and a half. And can I just say this? I believe we've done pretty well. I think we've done pretty, I think we've won because Jesus is still on the throne. Come on. Jesus is still on the throne today. God has blessed us in so many ways through the difficulties. Did you know even in difficulties, the Lord wants to bless you? He's with you. He walks through, and he has done that for us. Now that we're on the other side of this, and we really do believe that we are on the other side of this, I believe this, that now we begin to rebuild as a church. There are many windows and certain seasons within church life within our lives there are those seasons and today I would love to just give Pastor Leon the opportunity to share a little bit about some of those seasons that are happening right now. Good morning again everyone. Isn't the Lord so incredibly awesome? Yes. Yes. Think about that just for a second. He is so awesome and he is so faithful. And you know what? We have one. We have one. You know, coronavirus tried to come in and try to stamp us out, but you know what? The song continues. Come on. Because here we are still singing, still praising, still doing all the things that we've always done. And anyway, um, a few months ago, as we saw ourselves crawling out of this and feeling pretty good about where we're headed and, and all of the wonderful things that the Lord has in store for us as a church, 
I started the conversation about, you know, Pastor Kurt, I'm getting a little older. Now, I, I know, no I know you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, I mean, how can mid-30s be old, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, you know, I think I gotta like, you know, like step back a little bit and start paring down and start, you know, doing things a little bit differently, like not setting the alarm clock every day. And so, you know, I never use the word retire because I don't think that retire is, I don't, well, I know you cannot find it in the Bible. Right. And I think we as Christians and we as pastors never really retire, but seasons do change. And I feel like I am the, at the beginning of a season of change. And so what I'm saying to you today is that I feel like it's time to start the process of stepping back. And we're hopefully looking for someone who could come in and just pick right up yes. where, yeah. you know, we, we want a seamless, seamless transition here. And, you know, I'm avoiding the word retire. And again, I know what you're thinking, you know, it's like, come on, you're in mid thirties, you're retiring. And, <laughs> and then the bigger thing is you look at the two of us and you're like, how can the younger one be retiring? You know, right? Come on. And speaking of the younger one, part um, of this is delusion the, that he needs. We're walking in. Yeah. Some, you know what? Someone is older today. <laughs> oh, that just played right into your thing. Well, it did, that didn't just it? Right it did. In. The, the the elder here has his birthday is today. So can I just take a little time out from the announcement? And can I just say, in fact, let's do this. If you can give me the key of F. In fact, I think we're there. Let's sing a happy birthday to our wonderful pastor. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Kurt. Happy birthday to you. Come on, let's give him a hand. I got a long way to go to catch up, my friend. Catch up to what? <laughs> <laughs> Moses? I don't know, you know. That's it. Um, but anyway, happy birthday. Thank you. Wow. You know, it is very unusual that you get to work with people that you dearly love. And uh, Kurt and I have been friends for longer than I've been alive. And yeah, I know, right? And so anyway, what a joy it, it has been and what a joy it continues to be. Because again, this is a process. This is, there's, we're not announcing any dates. We're not doing that. We're just saying, you know what? We're on a journey. And I'm excited. And you might say, you know, why is the time right now? Well, listen, in the church world, and I've been in the church world my entire life. Right. In the church world, there are times to make these kinds of announcements and to make these kinds of moves. And you always do it in May, in June. And we started this conversation a while back. 
but you don't, as a pastor, don't resign in September or October or November. That's when, that's our time, that's our season. But take the summer months and think, and you can find people, it's a little bit easier, especially if you're hiring someone um, with young children, it's easier for them to move in the summer right. than it is you know, in the, the school, during the school year. So anyway, there's a reason for the timing. Now, again, we don't know when. Right. right? We are in, exactly right. We have no set date, no timeline, but we wanted to let you in as a congregation and just to understand what we've been talking about. And so, you know, we want to cover this in prayer. We want to cover Pastor Leon in prayer. He said something, and I want you to know that uh, I echo what he said. Uh, there's a joy, the opportunity that we've had to be friends for, uh, wow, I don't, yeah, 20, 20, I don't even know, 20 plus several many years that we've known each other, we've been colleagues and friends, and then to get to serve the Lord together in this capacity has just been a joy, and, and we continue as we uh, now walk down this season, I just want to say what incredible blessing it is for him in this moment. Now, he, he didn't say this, but for him to look and see the seasons and say, hey, listen, I think we sh this is the season, and this is the time, and this is that, that moment that we need to begin to plan for, for that. Um, just just a, a huge love and appreciation for Pastor Leon and his leadership and everything that he has meant to this body. His heart is for Saginaw First Assembly. His heart is for this ministry and for you and for all that God is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that with all my heart. I know that. It's all evident. We really do love each other very much. I love you. And remember one thing, the focus always needs to be the church because we point everything to Jesus. Amen. It doesn't matter who's leading worship. It doesn't matter who's speaking. What matters is that we point everybody to Jesus. Right. Come on. Okay, so that's what we are here to do. And what I would love is, I know you just sat down. Would you stand one more time? Pastor Leon, would you go? And he's going to lead us in a chorus of worship to close this service out. Come on, would you just, before they start singing, would you extend your hand right now to Pastor Leon, to this band, to everything that, that he means and everything that the Lord has in store for him and for our body. Come on, church. Call out on the name of the Lord. Father, we come to you right now, and we're so thankful for your gift, your servant, this heart. Lord, we thank you for Pastor Leon, and Lord, your, the, your hand and your spirit that is upon him. God, I thank you for the wisdom that you have given in this situation. And so, Lord, we call down your blessing upon him. We call down your blessing, Lord, to walk with him and to lead him as we know you will do. And as you lead this body, God, we declare that you are king, you are Lord, and you have this in your hand. Come on, let's give the Lord praise together today. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord.
Come on, let's give the Lord praise this morning. He is good. He is on the throne. As you go this week, be blessed in the name of the Lord. I pray there's joy in your house, your temple this week. Be blessed. Have an awesome week. God bless you.